Hello, I'm Andrew Suskind, and I'm a psychotherapist and author based in West Los Angeles since 1992, specializing in trauma and addictions. Welcome to our podcast, which I call It's Not About the Sex, also the title of my recent book. Here we focus on all topics related to compulsive sexual behavior, often referred to as sex addiction. In particular, we explore ways to build long-term sustainable recovery while establishing more meaningful connection and greater intimacy. Our intention is to offer fresh viewpoints, brand new perspectives, and practical user-friendly tools toward living a more deeply connected life. Let's get started. Hi, Sue. How you doing? Hey, Andrew. I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm okay. And today, what I wanted to focus on is actually this moment in time which is so unusual and so extraordinary, which is the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it is everybody is talking about it in some shape or form, but I wanted us to really look at what it takes to build what what I'm calling COVID stamina, Mm. because here we are in the sixth month of the pandemic. Can you believe it? Wow. No, I can't. It still feels like it's only like April to me, you know? I know. I know. And and yet, you know, what what I've been finding in myself and in my clients at times is is that there's really a up and down kind of feeling. Sometimes feeling like, Oh, I got this thing, I can I can ride these waves and, Mm -hmm. and do what I need to do. And then other times feeling depleted. Yeah. And I'm wondering just if I can get a sense of where you are with all this, how how are you holding up? Yeah, I definitely have those days where I just feel like, well, I imagine like someone who's stuck somewhere like in prison or someplace where you're told you can't leave and you just feel that anxiety and I just want to bust out, just like, get me out of here, you know, and it's just an inner struggle and then what I end up doing is just kind of going for a walk and you know go out and see nature and people and things like that but uh, yeah every day is different and some most days are better than the bad days those experiences Um, I'm learning to deal with them in better ways how about you yeah um up and down I would say for the most part I'm coping all right. And at this moment, I just came back from a, a week away from my practice. Um, I, I took a staycation. And here in Los Angeles, we have so many beautiful places to visit within really in an hour or so from the city. And so I, I took day trips and I didn't stay anywhere. Like I didn't go to an Airbnb. I didn't go to a hotel. I'm really not quite there yet, but I just wanted to get out and breathe and and Mm -hmm. have a chance away from the zoom you know i don't mind zoom at this point i'm I'm actually very grateful for zoom Mm -hmm. but to be away from the computer for a week was really refreshing so this moment in in talking to you I, i actually feel pretty refreshed for the most part oh that's nice i think yeah if the listeners can take it time or a day to do that I think it probably would be very beneficial in the whole mental health scheme (laughs) for sure I mean we'll talk more about that later but it really does take some 
mindfulness to carve out some time for yourself because I, I believe that that because COVID is kind of in the air, it's it's palpable, although it's invisible. It's kind of that weird mixture of like we know it's in everywhere, and at the same time, we we also are not seeing it visibly and and so there's this combination of huh so we know most of us know that science has shown us that that this is what's going on and lots of people are sick lots of people are dying unfortunately i mean it's just horrific the numbers that are growing Mm -hmm. and at the same time how do we live our lives with this pandemic of of um, huge numbers of uh, people dying. I mean, we're, we're at 170,000 in the U.S. Is that right? Yeah. I think we're That's yeah. coming up on 200. Yeah, it's crazy numbers. And it is hard crazy, because yeah. it's invisible, like you said, and we we understand it's out there, but it's hard for, I think, a majority of people to be able to relate to something that they can't see. And if they don't know anyone personal Mm-hmm. that has you know passed on or has struggled with it it seems like it's so far away from themselves you know yeah it, it's yeah it's a it's a difficult situation for our entire country to be in well the entire world i guess but for yeah, sure dealing with that yeah. had brings like a burden onto all of us right right and a call to action you know i i, I believe and this is just Maybe my idealistic view is that I wish that each and every person worldwide, but certainly in America, could see this as an opportunity to be there for one another. Mm. That, that are, for instance, and not to get too political because it's not really a political issue, right. but wearing masks is really to protect other people. Right. Right. And so it's actually an act of generosity. It's an act of, of um, compassion for others. And and yet there's this bizarre controversy about whether or not it is something that we're all going to do. And we'll see how it plays out. But here at this moment in the summer of 2020, um, I, I think there's just so many different perspectives and I'm just offering one perspective with you today, mm-hmm. which I hope can be helpful, meaningful perspective building for those who are feeling alone in this or feeling like they that it's not being talked about in terms of stamina and, and perseverance and resiliency, which is really why we're doing this podcast today. But hopefully soon we'll get some more answers and that there's a lot mm-hmm. of unknowns and and I do feel for like my neighbors who live alone and mm-hmm. um, they're, they're feeling, I, I see them outside in their yards pulling weeds or doing different things around their house just to get outside. But um, yeah, it's, it's gotta be really difficult. I'm thankful I have my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something about walking the dog that is, it's such a gift today. We, 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 may have taken it for granted in the past that, oh, I've got to walk the dog a few times a day. But now it's like a pleasure to get outside Mm -hmm. into the neighborhood, even if I'm wearing my mask, which I I do each and every time. Mm -hmm. But but the idea of circulating and not feeling so confined. And and Mm. I think you said something a moment ago that 
that I was going to touch upon, which is I think there is a big difference between those who live alone and and those who live with others, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I have found with many of my clients who live alone that there's an added layer of profound loneliness and profound challenge around what does it take to create connection with others? What does it take to, you know, find kind of a peaceful place within oneself? Because there's something that's that's really difficult when we're told we have to stay at home, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, exactly. we don't have to stay. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's different than when we choose to stay at home. Right. Yep. I'm, and, and yet I think that there's... Um, this moment where, you know, there's this create creation of, huh, so what is it, what does aloneness mean to me? What does solitude mean to me? What does it mean to be good company for myself? You know, many, many years ago, I, when I, not that many years ago, but many years ago when I turned 40, <laughs> I actually went on a big trip to Europe and, and I actually went on my own um, I was supposed to go with someone and it didn't work out and and I was uh, alone on, on that trip. And what I learned is that I, what, I was pretty good company for myself. I actually didn't know that. I mean, I was anxious at first. I had never traveled in that far away from home by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, I realized, you know, I can wake up when I want to wake up. I can read a book when I want to read a book. I can get a gelato when I want to get a gelato. <laughs> yeah. And um, your own rules. Yeah. 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 And, and, and kind of following that rhythm is something that we don't often get to do mm-hmm. uh, or at least mindfully do um, in our usual routines. And I think there's something that I've been talking about with my clients in terms of, you know, how do you, embrace the idea of, of being alone. And if you're feeling lonely, how do you work with the loneliness? How do you find connection? How do you um, meditate about it? How do you let the waves of loneliness kind of ride on through? So um, there really is a distinction, and, and I don't know if you've seen this as well, but between those who live alone and those who live with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, I just want to go back a little bit. So are your clients able to, I kind of look at it as making a switch in your thinking. Um, Are they finding it easy to be alone with themselves, or are they running into issues? Well, they're certainly running into issues Mm -hmm. um, and running into some some speed bumps around how, how do they find ways of feeling more at peace with themselves at home. But I think what, what's important, especially since I have the opportunity of processing these feelings with them, is helping them look at specific ways to feel more connected. Mm-hmm. So, And by the way, <clears throat> before I forget, there's a big difference between those who are able-bodied and, and oh, are sure. more mobile mm-hmm. and those who are not as healthy and, and are actually need to be at home. And so mm-hmm. what I have found is actually that sometimes the able-bodied folks who are staying at home quarantining are, are more ang- anxious sure. because they're not used to it, right? Right. So it's kind of like the person who's more, who circulates more. We might say they're more the extroverted type, right? Right. And, and they're the ones that are generally um, out and about and scheduling themselves and maybe 
working really hard and all those kinds of things. And that's one rhythm, right? And, and it's not easy to shift gears and be at home if you're used to that kind of out and about um, style. Mm-hmm. But people who are more introverted or more shy or more stay at home by nature, actually their lifestyle doesn't change a whole lot. So right. it's actually easier in a lot of ways for them. That's what I have found. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, when you we spoke earlier about the choice, like it's not my choice to stay home um, and almost feeling like it's a bully to you, you know, but standing up to it and understanding that it is your choice to stay home because what you're doing is important. So I think that mind shift is so important um, for those people who were more active and and now there are ways to be active. You know, you just got to allow it the different ways that technology is allowing us to be more active and find um, solutions. And that's what it's all about, being resourceful, I guess, and turning that resourceful part of your brain on so that you can still continue to do the things that you enjoy doing but it's just sometimes there's a block there I would assume um, for some people that don't want to try new things but I think being human um, we've lived through a lot and we need to allow ourselves to be flexible and I think Mm -hmm. that's a big part of it well I love the word mind shift because if we are used to doing things a certain way, right? That That's where the the neural pathways, the grooves in our brain are, are used to, the well-worn path, right? Yep. The mind shift is saying, oh, okay, so if I'm doing this for the greater good, is that enough reason for me to, to shift my mind and to consider this new way of being? Now, I, you know, in, in uh, 12-step, terms it it really is a surrender Mm -hmm. you know it's like a third step it's like saying how do I turn my life and my will over the care of God or whatever you believe in um you know to to know that somehow that's the faith that this requires and Mm -hmm. not everybody has that background but you know for those who are either in 12 step or have different spiritual beliefs I think there is something about relying on something larger than ourselves, whatever you call that, God, higher power, uh, universal power, etc. And, and, and it's tough because a lot of people are, are angry with God right now, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people are saying, what, what is this about? You know, what, what, why are we in this situation? And like you said before, as, you know, as much as we know, we don't know about the pandemic. And I think on a spiritual existential level, we may never know. But all we know is that we are being faced with one of the greatest challenges of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And can we build the capacity to, to cope with COVID as long as it's here, which is what I call the long haul we don't know what the long haul is at mm-hmm. this point hopefully next year we'll we'll have way more answers than we have now but it's going to be gradual and you know you and i were talking about this before sue this idea that i think we had false expectations mm-hmm. many of us thought that we would see this flattening out of the curve by the end of june you know here in california here here in the states 
but the opposite happened. There was a spike. The numbers have been going up. It, it's really been not only disheartening, but disillusioning for so many of us. So in a way, it was like this bait and switch because we weren't prepared. We really weren't prepared for this to be going on for so long. And again, without going into the politics of it, mm -hmm. um, I, I think there was a messaging from a lot of folks, not just from the White House, um, about the flattening of the curve right. that just was was the hope and might have been different. I mean, in retrospect, there's all kinds of things that might have been different, <laughs> but, but we're left with this personal responsibility of, you know, how do we build capacity to cope with COVID? In other words, how do we build stamina? Yeah, it's not easy for sure. And when you talk about the third step, I think what, what I hear a lot in that is about giving up control you know yes. and and it in having trust and that's a big part of um who we are as people and as citizens of the u.s and and trust and control when that seems to be you know going by the wayside um yeah yeah it it does feel like a bait and switch you know in uh, and more than just flattening the curve but also in everything else we've been told to do and and trying to do i mean a lot of us are trying to do the what we think is the best thing to do but um there's mm -hmm. a lot of hurdles to overcome but let's move on like w what do you think um is emotional nourishment you know i i borrowed this term from a colleague of mine because um i i consult with a colleague on my groups um and i, I love group mm. work i love what group therapy um, does in terms of healing. And one thing she told me is each and every group, as a group leader, we're looking for the emotional nourishment that a group member can receive in that particular 90-minute group because all of my groups are weekly 90-minute groups. Okay. And, and I love that idea because, in other words, how do I provide emotional nourishment and how do the group members provide emotional nourishment for one another? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, just to break it down, is really anything that helps us feel more full, more fortified, more hopeful, rather than more depleted or, or more hopeless, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so in, in, in the context of our conversation today, emotional nourishment really has to do with anything that helps us feel more buoyant, anything that helps us feel, like you said before, more re resourceful, more regulated, more resilient. And, and so, for instance, um, going on my staycation last week, mm -hmm. um, I, I did five days of day trips, actually. Um, and the emotional nourishment that I received from each and every one of those um, excursions mm -hmm. were, were really about the simple gifts. So nice. um, I, I would bring a picnic with me because I haven't been actually to too many restaurants. I've been doing a little takeout here or there, mm -hmm. but I, I, I've been making 
my lunch, literally packing it up um, <laughs> and, and, and rolling out the blanket with the dog and having my picnic lunch. And sometimes that's at the beach. Sometimes that's been with a, a, a friend or somebody who I was meeting uh, with social distancing, of course, and masks and all that. Um, but the idea really is how do I feel like I'm, I'm feeding myself? rather than feeling deprived, because a lot of my clients talk about deprivation mm -hmm. or feeling like things are being taken away. Right. You know, because I think that's really the kind of the litmus test. Mm -hmm. You know, can I feed myself and nourish myself in whatever way possible? Nice. Or do I just let myself get depleted and, and just don't have any, any energy left? Yeah, I love that emotional nourishment. Um, just what it conjures up in my mind is exactly what you what you spoke about. But having group connectivity, um, even though it's through Zoom, um, it's still important to have those connections. And no matter how you can get to it, um, it's just it it fills you up from inside. You know, seeing someone's smiling face or simple pleasures like that and it's hard wearing masks because you can't see people's smiling faces mm -hmm. so on mm -hmm. zoom it just brightens you up and it does warm you up from inside and i always feel like nourishment is that warmth that you feel from within um and that can be from yourself or from other people so i think that's so important and it's great that you were able to find that in just the simple pleasures and it's just we did the same thing. We traveled up to um, the coast. We hadn't been to the beach in, I think, a year. And mm. just sitting there on our blanket with our cooler, mm -hmm. breathing in the cool air from the ocean was just, oh, my gosh. And we were only there for about a half hour, but it was just fantastic. Just felt like I was being replenished. You know? mm -hmm. um, but I try to do that every day in my mind. I just try to close my eyes and put myself, you know, in that people say picture yourself in a happy place um <laughs> it does work as well i mean you can you can find many ways to nourish that right right it doesn't have to be driving to a beautiful spot right. um i think meditation and guided imagery and mm. um mindful self-compassion are all ways of bringing that inner peace or or at least that that attempt to touch into that place within you that that does feel resilient mm -hmm. but you're right it's 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 not just about you know taking a staycation it's how do we do this on a daily and weekly basis when we're in our routines mm -hmm. and i believe that it really takes a lot of creative connection nowadays mm -hmm. like in, in a way that we've never had to do before you know, I don't know about you, Sue, but like just going for a walk with a friend with our masks on, of course, um, for me is is very um, enriching. Very, uh, it's just it's just like it makes a huge difference. And going for a walk with a friend in the past would have been, you know, a, a pleasant thing to do. I'm I always like going for a walk with a friend. <laughs> right. But, but nowadays it's taken on a whole new kind of uh, experience. Right. It's like going to Disney World, you know. <laughs> it's like, like this, is, is. this is our new fantasy land, you know. Like this was, it was thrilling just to 
to be with somebody somewhere else, you know, so, um, right. I definitely have switched my thinking around the, the tiny, the simple pleasures and spending time with someone. My neighbor and I walked down to the end of the street. She just happened to be out walking and I was walking the dog and I walked with somebody else, just like you're saying. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> A simple little thing. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yes. So yeah, I encourage people to, to try to make those connections if they can. Oh, you know, for sure. Just feel and, and I think it's it's a matter of holding the intention, you know, like really saying, how how can I feel more connected to myself and to others mm -hmm. and possibly to a higher power uh, each and every day? And recently, I, I'm, I'm not really, that's funny that I, I were talking on a podcast, but I don't listen to that many <laughs> podcasts. That's my, my uh, confession <laughs> of the day. Um, although, when I was going um, various places last week and I was in the car for a few hours, I was listening to some podcasts. And I have to tell you, I felt really connected mm -hmm. to, to those podcasts. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Dak Shepard and the armchair oh, expert. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Really cool. I was <laughs> listening to him interview uh, Bill Gates, and it was a great interview. And and then I was listening to Brene Brown, and she has a new podcast that came out a few months ago, mm -hmm. and just was so connecting for me. I've, I've always felt connected to Brene Brown, but... I, I, this is the kind of creative connection that I'm going to do rather than listening to the music I enjoy, which is a different kind of connection. Mm -hmm. When I'm in the car, I'm going to pop on that podcast and, and really connect to the conversations that are available, which um, I hope our listeners will do <laughs> to my podcast and, and in general. But, um, but yeah, it's, it, it's like what helps us feel less alone? Mm -hmm. You know, what helps us feel like there's a sense of, oh, okay, I'm part of something bigger than myself, and I don't have to feel like I'm in my cocoon. Right. And I do love that that podcast um, do that. You know, when you listen to them, you feel like they're in the car with you, or because we're speaking to your audience right now, and, you know, we are talking to each other, but... I'm talking and you're speaking as if there are other people listening and and that's what right. that's what the connectivity is and it's it is a creative connection and mm -hmm. um I love that you call that that and it is all about I mean I think our our whole lives are about making connections and that's mm -hmm. I I mean I would always say my purpose in life was to meet everybody on the planet and that's why I went to India cuz I figured I'd start there <laughs> Wow, you went a long way. I went, yeah, it's like let me just go where the most people are. <laughs> but right. but it is. I love hearing the stories, and everyone <laughs> has a story, and it it humbles you, you know, and it makes you feel nourished in in connecting with people. Right, right, and and you know, like you, I I also believe that I was brought onto this planet for relationships. I'm not sure why, but from the time I was really, really little, I was like a heat-seeking missile, always trying to find the folks in, in my neighborhood or, mm -hmm. or the, the people in my life who were, who were really going to be there for me, who I really could count on and who had my back and, and vice versa. I, I enjoy the back and forth as we get to do, you and I, Sue, in our relationship. 
but I, you know, I call these people my my emotionally reliable posse, mm-hmm. and I, I don't go for numbers anymore. I'm not a believer in, in huge numbers of people in my life, but I really try and focus on those who are there in in a mutually reliable way. You know, whether it be a therapist, whether it be a sponsor, whether it be close friends, whether it be uh, a family member, if you're lucky enough um, to have that, like I am, and and to cultivate those relationships and, and to know that that kind of connection sustains me. I mean, this is a moment with the pandemic where it takes sustainability, right? It takes stamina. It takes a... Um, a resiliency that that we haven't seen before right mm-hmm. so i again that that idea of creative connection um i i'll give you an, another example you know i'm really close with my aunt as you know mm-hmm. and my aunt is in her late 80s at this point and she's uh living with my cousin and they have a great big porch they have a porch on the front and they have a big t- uh, deck on the back and and so to have a meal there, which I've been doing weekly, is another way uh, of, of just hanging out. Unfortunately, we don't get to hug, we don't get to touch, but, but we get to share the space and the time and, and, mm-hmm. um, and have that experience together. So creatively, mm-hmm. how do we connect? How do we find that part of us that can say, oh, I, I can't do this, but I can do that? And how do I lean into that and not get too caught, hopefully, in mm-hmm. that feeling of, of deprivation? That's a wonderful challenge. Uh, I take yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's it's a good challenge because it only has good results, right? So you just got to... For sure. Push yourself. For sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that image, yeah. too, of the porch. Yeah. 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 It's very touching. When I think about it, it's, it's really a gift. Um, to be able to spend time together. It's not the kind of time we're used to and it wouldn't necessarily be the time we choose, but it's, it's the time and the space and the spirit of, of shared time and and connection. You know, I, I always come back to this same quote. It's actually in the front of my book. Uh, but the quote goes like this, the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety. The opposite of addiction is connection. It's so important, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, this quote. comes from <laughs> Johan Hari, um, came up with that quote, and he, he did a really good TED Talk around it, and, and it, it touched me so deeply because really when we're talking about recovery from any addictive compulsive behaviors, it's, it's so much about the connection that is the healer, mm-hmm. right? The connection to self, the connection to others the connection to a power greater than oneself. And right now, um, unfortunately, there is more loneliness than usual around us, and there's more challenges to stay connected. But I just urge those who are listening to, you know, keep hanging in there and, and to try and make those connections that may seem simple in some ways, but can really be nourishing and really be meaningful to to build the stamina to help us through this extraordinary moment in time that's wonderful 
That's so great to share this with you. And I feel like our connection <laughs> like continues on in so many different ways. But um, through this podcast, it reaches so many people and hopefully brings that connection to them as well. Absolutely. And thank you for mentioning that, Sue, because as I've mentioned a few times in our past conversations, you and I have known each other now 35 years, more mm, or less. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. And, and, um, and our connection is such a touchstone for me. And, and mm -hmm. of course, I absolutely include you in my, my inner circle, my, my posse of emotionally reliable people. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's a reminder, you know, sometimes we don't say this out loud, but it's the gratitude that goes along with, uh, those who really are there and that, that are just there through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. And you're certainly one of those people for sure. Well, the failings mutual and uh, I appreciate that I have you in my life. So thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. So we'll we'll end with that, and um, we'll continue this conversation over time as needed. But I, I do hope that just this little conversation that that we offer today can remind each of you that the stamina that is required for something like this is a tall order, um, but it's not insurmountable. So. You know, take really good care of yourselves, be well, stay safe, and we will talk with you soon. Thank you for listening today. It's always terrific sharing the time with my very talented colleague and friend, Sue Merlino. And today we discuss this super significant, timely topic about the pandemic and specifically what I call COVID stamina. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes, or please share our podcast on Spotify. And if there are any topics you would like us to discuss in the future, please let us know. I look forward to you joining us on future podcasts, and thanks again for being with us today. <laughs>